Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another fantastic episode of the Schnozcast. I am your host for this evening, Nick, along with my good buddies, Todd and Corey. Bob is currently a little under the weather tonight, so he will not be joining us. But that doesn't mean that we aren't going to bring you the best content available. Bring the heat. Bring in the Word heat. to the mother. Bring in the heat tonight. What is going on, everybody? Just you, man. How are you guys? I had the poops before the show. Supposedly. He was very Must be late. going around. Very late for the show tonight because he had the, a case of the squirts. Yeah, I, I can bring Danielle down here, and she will most definitely confirm that uh, <laughs> I had the old BGs. Yeah, <laughs> bubble guts. Yeah, and then the freeway was closed, so it was a good good time getting over here. Oh, that's fantastic. How are you, Mr. Dylan? I am doing better than anyone has a right to be doing. Yeah? Oh, yeah. That uh, I'm here with you guys. It's the weekend. Doesn't get any better than this. Woo! And dis- Michigan won. And disclaimer, uh, Todd informed us prior to starting the show that if he has sudden outbursts, it's due to the football game he has on right now. <laughs> so, All right. So if you guys hear any sudden outbursts from Todd, that is why. Go dogs! Just wanted to let, let everyone know. <laughs> if this is your first time listening to the Schnozcast, don't forget that you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play Store, Mixcloud, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. You can also watch us streaming in high definition if you navigate over to our YouTube page, and you can find us on all these different locations at Schnozcast. All these different locations? You mean Facebook and Instagram as well? Sure. Anywhere. <laughs> all right. Anywhere. Hey, this is why Touchdown, I... motherfuckers! Touchdown! <laughs> Go dogs! That is exactly why I gave the disclaimer. I thought that was a sound drop. I thought I'm I like... Thought we should make it a sound drop. <laughs> <laughs> Good Washington Lord. just scored. Dime wow. thrown. This is Nick's dream. Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> this is fantastic. I drank last. I drank last night. I feel great, and I get to hear people scream about and sports while I'm hosting a podcast. Todd's going to be screaming touchdown the entire episode. No, no, you got to wait and wait till you see the video. I, I actually waited for housekeeping to be done. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thanks for holding it in until uh, until that happened. Speaking of housekeeping. Um, we, I, I can't really say right now um, when it's going to be as far as the listeners are concerned, but we will be releasing a live 200th episode very, very soon in the next couple of weeks. If you're listening, that's uh, going to be filled with surprises and potentially some special guests. Hopefully I'll be over my turkey coma. Yeah, that tryptophan's a bitch. Indeed. And we're going to do a live stream. We talked about it last night. Todd, if you hang on um, after we do the show tonight, we'll fill you in on some of the deets. Sweet. Some of the deets. And that's housekeeping for this evening. Todd, didn't you say that you had some booze news tonight? I do. You do? I do. Okay. And now it's time for booze news. (laughs) Todd Dillon, take it away, buddy. I will do it. So this is a thing that drives me insane, but I had to I had to read this. Claim of a new world record for the longest beard chain in Wyoming. 
Facial hair enthusiasts have claimed to have set a new world record for the longest beard chain during an event in Wyoming on Friday. The Casper Star Tribune reports. Participants gathered at Gaslight Social, a bar in Casper, where where they stood side by side and clipped their beards together to create a hairy chain that was measured at 150 feet long, according to the newspaper. That's more than double the Guinness world record of 62 feet, 6 inches, set in Germany in 2007. So... I'm not going to read any more of this thing, but what the fuck is like everything a world record? Like why, what, why this is, this drives me insane. So why isn't I wonder what the world record for people standing side by side with their fingers in each other's butts. Like what's the, (laughs) like, where do we go with this? And and, and like, is there, I say right now it can be three. Danielle, Danielle, get down here. <laughs> I'm like, why is this a thing that is not only I like newsworthy? Like it, it more it shattered the old record of dudes clipping their beards together to see how long they are. And I, I just pray that on the very ends of that thing, there were two dudes with just little those little nubs on their chins, so that they're like all pressed <laughs> up on the very end. So. It, it, uh, it, it, it's, that's my business. It's kind of funny that you mention a, a, a world record like that because uh, I was just listening to Dave and Chuck on the way over here, and they had a guy set the world record for most consecutive arrows through a keyhole in one yeah, minute. Yeah, it was like seven. Yeah, yeah, he got seven <laughs> I of them. I saw that. Which I'm like, again, and like, who, who else is doing that? Exactly. But, and like, but at least that's, there's like a skill to it, right? Yeah, I mean. Able to, he's got such good aim, he can shoot. An arrow through a keyhole at ten feet or whatever the hell he was at because it looked like he wasn't that far away. But again, not so if I can't do it, it's amazing to me. Yeah, <laughs> like you've never tried that, Corey. Come on, that's like, who I, I I don't know. I I just think it's it's there's so many niche but, things. Yeah, I'm like that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm like we should just come up with a world. Is there is right now? Is there a kid? whose only wish for Christmas is a case of paper clips because 10 years from now, he's going to emerge as having like a, this chain of paper clips that would stretch around the earth two, two times. And it's going to take like 10 years to validate it because somebody's going to have to measure all that shit. And they're going to need so many tape measures. Like what the fuck? When does this stuff end? Like it's just craziness, isn't it? I, I did notice that. Um, I mean, yeah, that doesn't even serve a purpose. There was, there was actually <laughs> something that was pretty, pretty funny. There was uh, like a place in Finland it was having trouble with uh, uh, guys pissing in the urinal and, and getting all over the floor. So they they painted realistic, one realistic like little fly in the bottom of the urinal. They said, so guys have something to aim at. <laughs> 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 they said so far it was working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah. Todd, what, you, my what are you drinking tonight, buddy? I am drinking a little uh, Rogue Brewing. Uh, atomic. Oh, actually, not New Belgian Brewing. I'm sorry. I'm drinking the Atomic Pumpkin again. I had that. Uh, I love that, that fall type feeling today. So uh, I wanted that Atomic Pumpkin. Yeah, Bob had a fall type feeling today too. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's awesome. What what so? What are you? Uh, what's your? Oh my sh- my shot. shot yeah, I, I got uh, some uh, Crown Peach, a little Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. Uh, At that time. Is it that time? It is. I Sweet. get it together. I'm doing the blue lights again tonight. Um, and thanks to uh, thanks to Lori joining us uh, a couple weeks ago, I have some Deep Eddy lemonade vodka here that I'm going to finish off. 
Corey's got some uh, some of his standard seltzers and, and fireball tonight. No no butterscotch because last week, according to Corey, it was a little too sweet. <laughs> After five or six of them, it's so Todd. So uh, we we did it. We had an experiment. So uh, quite some time ago, Corey stopped splitting the duties of um, taking turns for us to bring fifths because he he for whatever reason he said I don't know he didn't want to drink that or he he didn't drink a fifth every time he came. There's some kind of reason, and so he said I'll bring my own stuff. So for the longest time, he was bringing his own fireball, like a little pint of it. Sometimes okay. two, two little half pints, and then he started bringing. Um, he started bringing like at one point he brought a fifth of of de copper like butter shots, and I'm like, oh my god, that's horrible. There's no one in this house that would want to drink that but him, and yep. uh, and so you know he had a couple shots of it, and for the last probably year and a half, it's or a year, it's it's sat untouched, collecting dust. Anytime I bring it up, he doesn't want it. Uh, then another night, he brought over uh, two half pints of the same thing. Of this, I'm like, stop buying butter shots and leaving them at my house. You don't fucking drink it. Stop. <laughs> so then it got to the point where it was just Bob and I buying Fireball, and Corey would show up with you know some little shooter of something, but he would just end up drinking Fireball for the rest of the night. So Bob and I were talking. He's like, what the fuck has been going on, man? What, why, why are we buying his booze? And I'm like, I'm like dude, I, I don't know. I said, but uh, first things first, I said, I'm either throwing away that butter shots, I said, or he's going to drink it. He's like, yeah, he should drink it. So last week, we started Operation Butter, and... We started anytime we do a shot uh, instead of the delicious cinnamony fireball that he's so used to, and it tastes so much better when it's free. Uh, we we're pouring crystal clear butter shots into his shot glass, and it wasn't. We did two shows, and he got upstairs. I told Bob, I said, you know, it's like predators that go after the sick and the lame. You know? <laughs> they 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 find the youngest one or the weak one, you know, and then they pounce. I said, Corey. Went after the sick and the lame. I said, because he waited for you to go to the John and Nick to have just enough shots in his system. And I got cornered in the kitchen. And like a little puppy dog, he was like, do you mind if this next round can be fireball? The, 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 butter, the butter shots are too sweet. And I, and I go, I go, of course. So over, the, over the rest of the night, it was back to fireball again. So the plan didn't really work out. But touche, Corey, touche. <laughs> so let's do this shot. Cheers. cheers. Salute. Todd, cheers. And, and go dogs. They just kicked a go-ahead field goal. Woo! Oh Jesus! I don't think I've ever had that before. Wow! That wow! What was that? Machu Picchu. That was deep eddy lemon, lemon or lemon. It's got to be lemon. Oh, the limoncello, vodka. I don't know what kind of, but it is. Wow! There is like actual, <laughs> there is actual lemon juice in there. I'm waiting for like this this sugary like lemonade flavor. And it is very, I mean, it's good. I love sour stuff. I'll but, say you like tart shit. But, yeah, I was not expecting that. It, it's, it's, it runs very parallel with that lime cello that Todd brought Ooh. over. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds good. That's what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, lemon cello is the normal thing, but I, I, don't, I don't know if this I is I like lemon. the lime cello much better. I got that lemon cello uh, at the Total Wines 
And I can't find that the brand that I brought over when I was in town was actually yeah. a Michigan brand, and they they don't have they don't carry it out here. Well, uh, if, anytime you want, let me know, and we'll do some uh, some business and some currency exchange, and I will uh, ship some out to you. That sounds like a plan. Todd, did you ever meet uh, Phil and Cynthia? Um, they were uh, Bob and Christie's friends. He was a uh, he was a he's a state trooper. Yes. Oh, okay. I think so. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> they they did the homemade lemon, uh, lemoncello, and it was, oh, my God. It, it was probably the best I've ever had. My aunt used to make us uh, each a bottle, like a fifth for Christmas. Oh, dude. It, it, and there was two, like, it it was the right amount of sweet and tart. Like, it wasn't too much of, of one or the other. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. I don't, I don't like it when it's too, too lemon peely. So... The which is surprising because the limoncello that we got here. Were you the one that said you did not like that, Todd, or you said you liked it? I did. I did like the lime. The lime because the lime had was very pithy, like it was, um, like more bitter than sour. And I and enjoy, I, it, I enjoyed. That. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yep. And because I and I prefer limes to lemons. So yeah, me too. Yep. All right, Corey. Didn't you say that you had some TikToks? I sure do. Oh, you're going to hit the right button? Are you ready? You know it. TikToks. Are you ready? Are you ready? Bob is cringing as he's editing this right now. <laughs> you are welcome, Bob. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he's cursing so loud right now. <laughs> right now he's going, okay, I'm, 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 cut, I'm cutting that out. I'm cutting that Feel out. Feel better, Bob. It's too loud. It's too loud. I don't like it. Too long. Feel better, Bob. Yeah, feel better is right. Thanks, buddy. All right, this first uh, TikTok is, Todd, this was actually inspired uh, by you. I, I saw this, and I was thinking of uh, of you, buddy. Is that boobs? Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> 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 you're me what is that from uh shrek, shrek yeah is it okay yeah yeah uh, <laughs> that guy's got himself a beast of a girlfriend there <laughs> this uh todd did you go as shrek again this year for halloween i did not i've never gone to shrek <laughs> <laughs> bob says that it's, it might be a sensitive subject <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 again, I got to give it up to the people who put that together. The Shrek thing was done very well, and it's it's lived many, many years. In fact, there are still people who bring it up all the time. So uh, it's had it's had a, a very, very long run. Bob said it was only in your office for like two days, and it was mysteriously gone. It wasn't. It wasn't the fact that it was in our office where we worked. It was also at customer offices. <laughs> It was sent out the customers. It actually went to engineering. He's like, when I, when I moved to Boston, people had it. It was in, it was, I mean, ultimately it was in our Detroit office and our corporate office. And I do notice that after that story and then after making the Shrek artwork with your face on it, that there wasn't a lot of excitement behind uh, receiving that artwork. 
I, I don't mind. It's just like I said. I don't remember. Bad. I don't remember you being thrilled. I think you said something like "nice," <laughs> or there was like a thumbs up or something. Like it was not a thrill. I do vividly remember that artwork. So. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. This next one. This guy's getting out of his uh, his truck, and he is clearly a little upset with his driveway. Driveway, man. It's not fucking cool. <laughs> He's mad at the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too slick. <laughs> it's yeah. So and yeah, because clearly it's not. There's no ice around. They're they're in a place where there's palm trees. But yeah. he gets out of his truck and and he slips right on the cement. <laughs> and his, his I'll bet you dollars to donuts. His wife was like, "Hey, we should paint it." Yeah, we could. People some some customers wanted painted. Yeah, but it's a little bit slicker. Yeah, it'd be fine. Paint it. Because I'm like, Mary like, loves her driveway. Uh, she wanted like a, like a whole pattern on it. And she still bitches about it every day. Dude, I, I am sorry. But on Facebook or TikTok, <clears throat> whatever the reels that come in on Facebook that are predominantly probably from TikTok, uh, any of the fail army shit of people falling on icy driveway it is something <laughs> that I will belly laugh. I will laugh. Children, uh, old ladies... Like it, it, it just gets, I can't fucking help it. I'm sorry. And my dad used to always say, he's like, he's like, yeah, anytime you would hurt yourself, Nick would just hysterically start laughing. He's like, my, I think my grandma said, oh, maybe I'll fall one day and crack my head open. Wouldn't that be really funny? When you put it like that, grandma, not I always, so much. I always say like, are you okay? But I'm usually. Oh yeah. Cause fa- people breathe. falling. People falling is absolutely hilarious. I, I wish that I had uh, ring video of the of the time where actually I, I, I really just when I Mary and I lived in in uh, in Massachusetts and one winter I had my my car got stuck in the driveway because I had a rear wheel drive Mercedes and, and like like an idiot and I'm and not and my car was stuck in the driveway and so I'm like so I get the shovel and I dig it out and the tire's still spinning but it's I'm like man it just needs a, to grab a little something and so. I'm like, oh, I have this big piece of plywood in the garage. I'm like, I'll grab that and throw it under the tire. Well, so put it under the tire. Mm. And, of course, the tire grabs the plywood and then shoots it to the front of of the car. Didn't work. And I'm like, and then like an idiot, I'm like, oh, it just needs something to hold it in place. So I then put the plywood back in the tire, tell Mary... Hold on until I stand on this piece of plywood. Uh. And then when I tell you, I want you to hit the gas. And like, because I wasn't thinking. And dude, as soon as I told Mary, hit the gas, my brain went, hey, dumb motherfucker. The car weighs 8 billion times more than you do. So the torque is going to, and I'm like, in the air, fucking figuring out the rest. I'm like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, <laughs> shit. Because <laughs> I'm like, right before, I like immediately when I told Mary to hit the gas, I like realized, I'm like, no. <laughs> did, did you see everything in slow motion? Did you watch oh, it happen? Dude, I absolutely, because dude, I ran all like in my head. I was already like, you dumb motherfucker. You knew what was good. Like literally, I'm, as I see my, my head, my feet going over, over my head. <laughs> Yeah, my gut in my driveway. And Mary's like, "What happened? Are you all right?" 
Corey, Corey, like, I'm an idiot. Corey, to, Corey told me that he saw his feet in the air when he was shoveling the driveway a couple of years ago. He said, "Oh, dude, I, I ate shit real bad one night in the driveway." I said, "How do you fall?" And he goes, "He goes before I even knew what happened, I was on the ground." Exactly. Oh, dude, I, I was I was actually scared because it was fucking freezing cold out that night, and it was like actively snowing hard. And when I fell, like, I, I smoked my head on the cement. And I'm like, this is where I die. I'm like, if, exactly. if, I, if I pass out, like, I'm done. Not, I mean, obviously not realizing that I was obviously giving myself those thoughts while I was laying on the ground, so I clearly wasn't passed out. Maybe, like, I don't know. Like, are you top-heavy? Because remember the, the falling Dude, into the no, bathtub? No, no, think about it. When your your body has a really good gyroscope, but when some, when you fall at a speed that's too quick for the gyroscope to figure it out, it like snaps back into like your body is like, oh, I'm gonna put this, I'm gonna correct this thing. It's overcorrect. That's how, well, but that's just it because Cor- Corey is very is is very methodical in how he moves, and I'm I'm being polite, and it, oh, and thanks. he does not have like very quick response time. He's solid. We call him TT. He's solid, but he just everything is like take take it easy, take it easy. But that's the thing. So when something gyroscope is non-voluntary, his body has no choice. When something quick (laughs) happens, like the message is still halfway from from what hurts to his brain, and he's already on the ground. So it's going beep beep beep, and it's going like move move move, and it hasn't even made it to the head yet, and he's already down. So that's. As, speaking of uh, people laughing at other people falling, I remember we were leaving Howells one night, mm. one cold, cold winter night, and uh, I jumped over a little snow mound on the from the street. I've never seen you jump in my life onto the sidewalk. <laughs> and how they, high was it? It was a large step. High, high, like two exactly. feet. You couldn't jump. jump two feet in the air. <laughs> yeah, two easily. Feet. You could not. It, it was it was like it was like it was like a foot. It was so because it was the curb with the snow with the snow yeah. mound on top. Pulling of it. your legs up in mid jump, it does not mean you're jumping two feet. All right, either way. So I landed on the other side, and there was just a patch of ice that I hit, and all I saw was my feet in the air, <laughs> and I remember hitting the ground and biting down on my tongue so hard. Oh! And Dawn, the bartender, her and Primo, another guy, they were they were just walking out, and all I could remember was rolling over onto my stomach and just going. <laughs> Oh, the wind knocked out of you. <laughs> I could not breathe for the life of me. I knew I cracked a rib. And again? Yeah. You've cracked and, a lot of ribs. And as I'm laying there, I'm spitting out blood because I bit my tongue so hard. All I hear behind me is Dawn literally pissing her pants. <laughs> just <laughs> laughing her ass off because of what she just saw. Absolutely. And your body's gyroscope tried to freaking write the ship. And pretty much like, wasn't happening. Primo was like, Don, go get some napkins or something. He's spitting up blood everywhere. She's like, oh, okay. <gasps> okay. So we're going to have to add to, to TT's TikToks. We, we're going to have to have a segment, or maybe just have a segment. Um, falls. Of, of funny falls. And yep. and to that segment, you need to deep dive into Jason Thomas's Facebook page. Oh, I think I still have that get, video. Get his ring camera video yeah. of him falling. You remember Jason, Todd? Uh, On, owner, of, give me, give me. owner of Uncle Ray's. Yes. Yep. 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 I do. He posted on Facebook. He it was 
like this time of year where, you know, there might be a little snow, but, you know, you could wear shorts if you wanted to for a short period of time, and there might be, like, some ice patches every now and then. And he was walking, like, something to his car in flip-flops, and his foot shot out from underneath him so quickly, the flip-flop shot across the yard. <laughs> like, two yards over. <laughs> and he, he was down Took on off the like a rocket. The flip flop, you just see it, it is right in front of his ring camera. And it just, and he's like, motherfucker, what the fuck? <laughs> like the dude we just saw. Oh, yep. he, t- and he tossed his dog too. <laughs> because he was carrying his little dog with him. And he, he, he tossed that across the yard. <laughs> so we're going to, ha- we're going to have to, uh, yes, do some falls. Yes. Yeah. Right, I got yes, two, two more, it. two more quick ones for you guys. All right. So, uh, this is for all the, the new parents that have a, a certain way that they want to raise their kids without being violent or you know no hitting and, and being nice, like helicopter parents. Yeah, this is uh this is for those parents. So instead of saying no or stop, I'm gonna say, "Hey, knock it the fuck off!" Shit. <laughs> 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 yes, that's uh. That's what I remember as, as far as my parents when, oh, yeah. when we were in trouble. All right, Todd, oh, yeah. this last one is another one specifically for you, buddy. Um, right. Let's see if you land it. So apparently Jimmy Fallon talked to a bunch of professional golfers and okay. got them to insert phrases into their after-game speeches or interviews. I like it. After match after after match after match interviews and uh a lot of these guys actually went along with it and the outcome was pretty fucking good like you know well my putting looks good i'm not making enough putts or like you know i'm driving it pretty good my irons are pretty good but let's get them a little bit better and you know i mean sometimes you just got to refry your own beans you know plenty of water (laughs) um a lot of bunkers a lot of funky little ones and honestly i'm not happy unless they're sand in my pants (laughs) <laughs> this year, I think I'm really good. So it's at like 10 feet. I'm playing really good. Uh, you know, sometimes you just need to be, you know, just need to butter your putter a little bit. Just need oh, to be nice. Yeah. I have a big putt on, a big putt on 12 for birdie, and then another big putt on 15 after a great six iron. So um, yeah, I like big putts, and I cannot lie. And um, <laughs> yeah, tough week. Um, you know what they say about the rough. That's where the four-leaf clovers are, so... Uh, no, sorry, my table's ready at Chili's. I like big putts line. No, Jimmy didn't, no. Uh, that was... I don't think Jimmy even could have came up with that line. <laughs> That's, That's a awesome. good one. So there you guys go. That's TikToks for the week. That's awesome. All right. Sometimes you just got to butter your putter. I like that. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. use that. Butter your putter. I like big putts, and I cannot lie. <laughs> exactly. And Rory, too. That's that's even better. I, yeah, thought, Irish I, lad. I, I thought it was hilarious that those guys went along with it. it that Those guys are cool. So now we are going to move on to this. All right, so uh, for this week's, or this episode's installment, rather, of Nick's Existential Question of the Week, 
The question, gentlemen, and this is surprisingly something I've thought of a lot, which adds to my sociopathic tendencies. Um, tendencies? <laughs> yeah. All right, I can't wait to hear this one. Uh, if you had to... <laughs> If you had to secretly dispose of a dead body, how would you do it? <laughs> Wood chipper. Yeah? Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, that's too much evidence. No, he's got to wipe the blood up. Dude, there are bone fragments and DNA everywhere. You're shooting it everywhere. Qu- clarifying Wood question. Wood chipper. Yes, sir. Is it a human being or any dead body? Yeah, a body is not like a dog. We don't say, like, go pick up that dog body. <laughs> You could say go pick up that dog, that dead dog. A human being, yes. I say there's cat bodies on the road all the time. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that squirrel body. What do you say? Oh, my God. Oh, my what God. Look, look, at, look at that crow on the side of the road. <laughs> Someone go move that body. <laughs> go move that crow body. <clears throat> Is it someone I know? Uh, it doesn't have to be someone you know, no. Okay. So I'm just, and it's, but did I create the body? Cre- did you create this like your children? No. Well, I mean, am I the person who killed the person who became the body? Um, no, that was a very weird way of answering. What did he say? Phrasing that question. What did, he say? did he? So, yeah, was when, he, so when he said, did I create the body? Yeah, clearly you think of, is that my child? But then when he said, well, no, was I the one that killed the, the person to make it a body? Like, why the to fuck would you, a body? Why would, you, why would you ever phrase it, did I create the body? I think the Lord made the body a long time before you did anything it, it, with it. it. I mean, it made sense once I heard the explanation of it, but did the I fact you have to, the fact that you have to give an explanation of it kind of kills the purpose. Did so. I make the person dead? Correct. <laughs> That's what I said. Um, did I create the body? Oh my! Okay, it's still a body, whether it's alive or dead. And correct, did I? You did, I made you didn't necessarily kill the person, but okay, okay. Um, okay. If you did, it okay. would probably uh, give you a, a more reason to put some exigence behind getting rid of that body. Well, I th- again, well, because here's the thing: if I did the the deed that created the situation where a body needed to be disposed of, uh-huh. and I really, really didn't like the person, then I might choose one method. Whereas if I was helping somebody else who did a thing and I had no skin in the game either way, but I was just being a good, good, good friend, uh, then, you know, then I'd want something kind of humane and, and not too messy. Right. I mean, it's good to know that if we need to get rid of a body that you would do that with us because you're a good friend. Well, I, w- I wouldn't say that I, I would do that, but <laughs> you just, you know, give me a, give just me a call and run it by me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Todd, <laughs> what's going on, buddy? If so, I'm in town, how's how's Mary? <laughs> Things are good. All right, all right, cool, cool. Listen we, here, we, I'm in a bit of a pickle. Uh, we, we got the podcast this weekend. Yeah, yeah. All right, before the podcast, though, man, I had a quick question for you. You still got those gloves? I, I was wondering if you would maybe I don't know like to take a flight out to Detroit and uh, help me dispose of this body. Help me relocate something. I need help. I know about. Sometimes you got to put in work. I know about putting in work. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Corey would use a wood chipper. Now that we've uh, clarified all the questions, driven all the way around the fucking question, Todd, how would you dispose of it? Well, it still depends. Did I make the body? I don't know what that means. I'm just saying, if I was the one who perpetrated the crime. 
you're still perpetrating a crime because uh, mishandling the human, original crime, mishandling human remains is still a crime. So uh, agreed, but one has a, a heavier sentence. Hiding a body is still a crime. Yes, indeed. Uh, sure, Todd, you killed the person. Okay, <laughs> that's all I wanted to know. <laughs> and I'm trying to get away with it, right? Well, yeah, you're not like just sitting them in a chair like we can oh, yeah, Bernie, yeah. okay. we can Bernie it, style it, it, it. in the middle of the got road. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Done, 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 and dusted. So well, it's it's, then, it's it's Bob, it's Bob's body. Why do you have kill to Bob? Why, I say, don't throw another <laughs> wrench into this. I'm like I wouldn't kill Bob. <laughs> All right, so it's a different body. It's someone you don't like, and you killed this person. It's somebody, somebody on my list. Then I would again. Then I would cut them up into little. I'd part them out into itty bitty pieces. Yeah. And then burn each piece individually uh, in, uh, in, in, in in some sort of kiln that, you know, got like over a thousand degrees. Uh, a kiln? And, uh, where are you getting yeah. a, Where do you have contact with a kiln? I know people. You would just buy a kiln. Let's, let's be, let's be serious. I say you can go on Amazon and get a kiln, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. So. I think I'd do it that way. So maybe you just could use part it up and burn it, burn it, burn it. Maybe you could use Corey's wood chipper. Yeah, Todd, bring the pieces over. I'll toss them in the old wood chipper. We'll be so, we'll be all set. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, ah, Jesus, I I would just say like somewhere very very remote. Uh, I'm not dismembering and chopping someone up, but um, just a very deep hole. Very deep. Oh, an old school. <laughs> yep. Very, very deep hole. Who's digging the hole? You just going to dig the hole? In the middle of, no, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you just going to dig the hole? I mean, if, if Corey has a wood chipper and you have a kiln, then I got a backhoe. So, yeah. <laughs> it's going in the hole. I, I have to rent mine every weekend. You're going to get busted. Yeah, probably. Two seconds. Probably. That's, you remember, so you remember that the, the backhoe showed up in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> we had to deliver this backhoe to this guy out in the middle of the woods. Whoa, 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 exactly. whoa, Pensky, hold on, the, pull over to the side of the road, there's, <laughs> sir. There's nothing here. It's just woods. That's that's just unloader right there. <laughs> don't everything will be fine. Don't question exactly. anything. We're rerouting. There's the all this untouched earth except for this spot that seems to have been backhoed. We're rerouting the highway. Where's your work crew? Listen. <laughs> I don't tell you how to drive trucks, okay, Penske? <laughs> Drop off the back. Glad the shit's here. Yeah, yeah you're already that, busted. Your your answer kind of reminded me of uh, that Norm Macdonald standup we would always always watch and crack up hysterically too when he was talking about uh, you know nothing good ever happens in the woods. Yeah, no. And he's like he's like doesn't it seem like the killers always get a little hasty when it comes to the grave because the body's <laughs> always found in a shallow grave. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, here's a few weaves and a twig. Uh, it doesn't look like Mrs. Smith anymore. Yeah, that'll be fine. He's like, I don't understand. He's like, why they go through all these efforts to, you know, drive three hours into the middle of nowhere, drag a 200-pound body through the woods, and then when it comes to the grave digging part, eh, a couple twigs, some leaves, that'll be fine. <laughs> so just, just, just so we're all on the same page here, though, Nick, if you ever do happen to murder someone yeah text bob and have him put him in touch with ishi and then i'll help you out so that you don't get busted like in the first 24 hours Who's ishi? i think i can buy you 48 let's just let's just keep that on the down low you have bob contact ishi okay i don't think ishi anything you will get in touch with me 
I don't think anything about announcing over a widely available podcast that's streaming on the internet uh, is is down low. <laughs> so. Well, so you don't know who Ishi is, and maybe Ishi's his real name, maybe it's not, or her real name, or not. <laughs> you already said his. You don't know what I said. <laughs> you don't know what I meant. Didn't you initially say? You don't know what. Tell you don't Bob know to contact Ishi, Ishi and you Ishi don't know call, what Ishi identifies me. by. You don't know Ishi. Why? Look at look at you presupposing. Ishi could be they them. It could be. <laughs> All right. So that is the existential question of the week. Todd, if, you have some grievances? In case you guys were wondering, well, I got some grievances. I traveled this week. Sorry, Nick. I wasn't trying to cut you out there. No, no, no. That was actually next on my list. And now we come to the airing of grievances. And another thing. And now we come to the airing of grievances. And another thing. Bob has told us. I like, the, told I like us, the, the double tap. Bob's, and then it, <laughs> Bob's told us on multiple occasions how much he loves that. <laughs> when the cat's away. Uh, well, this is going to be one of my grievances. You keep fucking cutting me off. So anyway. What's that, Todd? I, I traveled this week. <laughs> and... I, I, I'm surprised that this hasn't come up before, but, and this is going to make me, this, I hate motherfuckers who charge up from the back of the plane when it lands and then freaking push me back into my seat coming from the back when we're all getting off of the thing, especially when it's late, not, late at night and I know you're not catching a connecting flight. You're just fucking a selfish motherfucker trying to get off the airplane for, before everybody else because you got to pee and you don't want to wait for the bathroom. Stay in your lane. Let people in front of you out. Don't be crashing the freaking lane. Horrible. That's my number one travel grievance for this week. And then the second thing, if you're in row 27F, take your fucking bag to row 27. Don't drop it in row seven next to me. You know better. Go to the back of the bus. Put your bag in the back of the bus. With whoa, you. whoa, whoa, Sean. <laughs> Easy, buddy. Too many times I roll up my row five. And, mother, and, and all, I'm like, where's the, where's the bag? Where's there no, why is there no space for my bag? Oh, because the person in 27F decided they wanted to put their bag in row five, Todd. Take your shit to the back of the bus. <laughs> Again, That's with the back of the bus. <laughs> so uh, clearly none of this happened to you, your, your most recent travel flight, huh? Both are true. <laughs> And just happened this past Wednesday. I'm sorry, man. How, which, how do people, uh, like you said, I don't understand how people do not know to take your stuff to your seat and that's where it goes. That, but that's the new game, right? People are like, oh, I know that it's going to be, t it's going to get tight for bags and I'm not going to, I'm not going to bag check. Even though they said, hey, if you're in group F, you should probably check your bag. <laughs> Uh, because there's not going to be room back there. But no, they're like, no, I'm going to do it because I got a plan. I'm going to put my shit in somebody else ahead of me's bin. And that's what ends up happening. So it's like the over. I'm like, there should at least be, at least if, even if it's a sliver, whatever row I'm sitting in, there should be a sliver of space for me to put my my personal belonging in the uh, overhead above me. A sliver. <laughs> well, I have something to add on to your grievances, buddy. I'm ready. Can we do the shot first? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh -huh. Todd, hold on. Pour yourself one, buddy. Yeah, reach down into yeah. the barrel of ice. The barrel of ice got my crown peach, baby. Crown right. peach. Couple yeah. peaches for the biggest peach on the show. Word. 
Uh, Todd, do you have an ice dispenser that just continuously dispenses ice into that cooler you have under there, or do you bring <laughs> ice up every every week? Some things you got to keep secret, Corey. When you make it out here next summer, we'll, we'll, you'll see for yourself. All there's, right, there's fair. actually an ice wing to the house. So it's just all ice. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh, huge, gigantic box of ice. Mary, could you fetch uh, fetch me another <laughs> fifth of crown peach from the ice wing? Exactly, and that's and that's what I say to Mary too. Can you fetch that? <laughs> cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. Salute! Woo! <sighs> that's the peaches, baby. Yeah, this is uh, now that I have the bottle. Deep Eddy Lemon. It is limo yeah literally just lemon flavored vodka but it's very very lemony it's very good hmm. my grievance for you todd yes uh the other day at work ran over to bush's grocery store real quick so i know about to, bushes Love to put it. this in perspective uh so it was around november 4th let's say okay all right all november right. 4th Halloween had just finished. Fall's still in full swing. Get out of the car, start walking into bushes. Christmas decorations everywhere on the outside. And I will start by saying, do not get me wrong. I support the Salvation Army. I like what they do. Mm-hmm. They do a great job at it, and they're doing a good thing. <clears throat> but a fucking bell ringer out in front of bushes on November 4th? Come on, Salvation Army. Seriously? that That's a little... <laughs> That's a little fucking early. They're getting a little handsy, Dude. aren't they? But that's a, that's the whole thing, right? It's uh, Christmas is so monetized now. It doesn't like they're really pushing the envelope. I can't wait till like Dude. it's going to be like Christmas shit like after the Fourth of July. Dude, soon, seri- right? seriously, it, November fourth. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Ding, ding, ding. I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. This is this is a, a homeless man standing outside there with a bell. I hope. Nope. This is, Salvation this is Army a business po- sample. This is post, a sample plan. Post it up. I'm like, you've get, this is. Uh, again, it's we're going to be out on Halloween, and there's going to be bell ringers out trying Indeed. to. I, I'm I'm actually surprised that the bell ringers don't go all year round. I'm su- I'm surprised because they're, I think they're te- they're probably testing it out. If this goes well, they'll keep they'll push it out until they do. You're you're at the nail on the head, Nick. They'll until they can figure out a way to do it, work it, make it work all year round. I mean, why why wouldn't they? I mean, why wouldn't they theme it for at least? the holidays an orange bucket looking like a pumpkin like oh we help yep. out families around halloween that can't afford yep. costumes for their kids thanksgiving we we give turkeys to you know families in need you know like a brown bucket you know and then a red bucket for christmas like why are they not doing that already i don't understand I, oh man i like i said i, I don't get me wrong who, i the salvation army is great I, i'm actually i'm actually down with it the only thing i just hope given how poorly people are behaving these days uh across the spectrum of types uh it just i'm hoping that really these things go to help the people who need it because I, every time i'm at the grocery store the thing pops up and it's like hey do you want to do it i, I do that every single visit like because and again they similarly they start that around holiday time right getting ready for thanksgiving like now in the last couple of weeks i've started seeing when i buy groceries uh would you like to donate something to the local food kitchen and things like that and so uh I hope that the money is going where, where it belongs because otherwise, and, 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 and like to next point, if they go all year round, I'm down with it. If the, if the, if all the proceeds are going to the right people and people are getting help, I'm down. So even though it's, I'm with you, Corey, because it's kind of usher, it just, things are starting yeah, earlier and right, earlier. And, and, and again, the yeah, it's, mission is good. It, it's, it's, it's not, it's not asking about, you know, 
or asking. It's not saying about them asking, you know, for money or for donations. Even year round, that, that'd be fine. It's again, it's that Christmas, Christmas vibe, that yeah, Christmas I'm aspect of it, of out there ringing the bell, like you know, because like for Halloween and all that, like I wouldn't think they would. You should do like a, a bell. That's a, a Christmas specific thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's just that I'm like November fourth, and the the storefronts already littered with Christmas stuff. You know what? The, the one thing I will say though for the the Christmas theme, I think it is too. It seems too early, but if you think about it, if you put anything up with Christmas, it's the one thing that kind of evokes the spirit of giving, at least a little bit. Even with people who are assholes most of the year, for whatever reason, they get it. I think they tick it up, ticks another percentage point or two with people trying to at least be a little bit decent and generous. So, from that perspective, I can see why they might again try and get as much as much runway as they can to earn the money that they right. can. Right. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I, I'm, I'm not against that at, at all whatsoever. Like I say, it's, it's more of the, the the Christmas aspect of and, and playing on that Christmas aspect. It's just so, earlier and so, earlier. So let me let me say this right here. Uh, speaking of not being generous, um, this is a question I have because, you know, I think Seinfeld covered this in, in the late 80s. Of course they In did. the late 80s or early 90s, and it still holds true today, and it's even gotten worse. What is with everything in the world um you know uh, unless outward hostility is not just slapping you in the face you should be tipping someone like everyone needs to be tipped for everything now all the time your your ubers need to be tipped your fucking dude i i thought this was crazy um pizza delivery you know uh would you like to leave a tip? I, I buy it online. I, I'm purchasing this online. I Why am I giving a tip before you get here? I don't know if you're going to show up. I don't know if the pizza is going to be fucking cold. I don't know if I'm your last stop, but I do it. I'm like, oh, here's $5, you know. So I got I, have, I know why. Why is that? Because we, so you're, you're 100% right. In a perfect world, you should be allowed to tip based on the service you get after the fact. And if you feel like, Hey, the, my pizza not only showed up hot, it showed up on time, and the dude was courteous, and it wasn't he didn't tilt it, and you're like, hey, that that's pretty good service. I'm gonna give a tip, but you get that decision after. But what right now, we're in this weird spot again because we don't give a shit about each other. Where that you kind of held hostage because the delivery drivers make less than minimum wage and they live on the tips. They're not taking jobs unless people are already pre-committed to give some sort of thing, and so that's kind of why you're getting you're getting job. And your your thought is in the right place, but right now because there's a lack of people willing to drive uh, pizza delivery cars and do those jobs, uh, there's a shortage there. And so the only way that you, and that's why Uber's doing it because people aren't aren't taking those jobs. I don't know what people are doing these days, but those people aren't taking the jobs, and so they're holding the companies hostage to say, "I'm not going to take this unless I know the person is going to give me a tip on the back end." Because on the other end of the spectrum, some people actually. Do the thing. They, they get get your stuff to you early. They get it to you quality, and then people give them nothing because they don't get that the guy's only making $3.35 an hour because the rest of their salary is made up for in tips. I, and, and it's up to the public to provide these people with their uh, income, apparently. But yes. don't you think that if that was the case, that you would put a little bit of extra effort into making sure that – because I, I know, I worked with Mike for two years, my uncle, and we were, I was in service industry, and but we were le- legitimately cooking, like out of a food truck. People would come up, 
and they'd see us and we'd be throwing them extra stuff and how do you want it we would make they could see us like we're gonna make it the way you want it you want fries salted coming right out of the fryer for you stuff's not all prepared ahead of time like we are making it you're watching us and people would tip based on that and if you add a little bit of charm and a little fucking bullshit conversation some jokes here and there you get good fucking tips and that's the idea of it people want that kind of service um i would i told mike he's like just you know when there's a big line of people tell them to um you know tell them to come back up here in five minutes i said no i said i will walk out of this truck i tell them to go wait in their car and i will bring you your food well that's that's ridiculous why don't you why don't you just have them come back up i said it's not even about the tip but it's something niche. It's something that used to happen that we've, yeah, we've lost and 100%. has been has been forgotten that people will yep. say, oh, my God, I went up there. It was a food truck. They told me to wait in my car. They made it exactly how I wanted it. I could watch them, but it was cold, so I waited in my car. The guy, the guy came out of the truck, brought it over to my car. Like, that's something they're going to tell their friends about, you know? Yeah. And that is like, hey, and if you – and if I didn't get a tip or anything, I'd be like, yeah, no, no problem. I wasn't pissed or anything. Like, it was yep. just, it is what it is. If you can afford yep. to do it, then great. That's fine. Um, but people appreciate shit like that. And yep. so, like, when I'm ordering a pizza like I did today, and I put $5 on the back of it ahead yep. of time, and this guy takes 45 minutes to show up. He shows up. The pizza's cold. It's not even cut completely, so I have to get my own pizza cutter out and cut it. Yep, and but one thing, one thing, mm-hmm. that guy likely didn't cut the pizza. He didn't so cut you're the pizza. pissed at the you're pissed you're pissed at somebody else. Not his fault. But, but okay, the, keep the, going. The cold aspect yeah, is agreed. Probably but his fault. Maybe you don't know that he didn't have to do four deliveries before you because they stacked him up at the office because they're trying to maximize. At the end of the day, again, I'm not making. There are lazy pieces of shit delivery drivers, but ultimately, when you when you're saying that, there are people who go as a guy actually. I delivered Marco's Pizza in a little town called Lambertville, Michigan, right on the border of Ohio for a time. Uh-huh. Uh, there's not, there's, there weren't, there, there was a population of, uh, I don't know, maybe three or four thousand people. Little, it's a little shit town in the middle of nowhere, and I was the black population of one. Apologize you know to I the people stopped? of Lambertville. Well, here's here's why I stopped delivering Marco's Pizza because <laughs> yeah. I pay, I made less than minimum wage, and you know how many tips I got. Very little, very few. There's a couple people who are cool, but most people thought it was funny to make fun of the guy who didn't look like them in that little shithole town and not tip me. That's why I couldn't, I couldn't do the job because even though I was working hard to do the right thing, I couldn't get the tip. So mm-hmm. again, having, and, and there's the spectrum of all the different reasons why people give bad or good service. But I will, like I said, unfortunately, when the, the labor right now is in short supply, they're forcing you to give the tip about time and you don't know what you're going to get and you don't know where in the system it's broken. I think we're in this, like at the end of the day, we got to feel for each other. I feel, I feel your pain brother, but we are in a weird, weird way these days. And cause I'm with you. I love to, I, I, cause I actually purposely wait when my, I, I take Ubers every time I travel, like I did this week and they're like, how would you, what would you like to tip here? I'm like, I'm not clicking one button until the end of this thing. And if my ride is good, I give them a five and I give them a tip. But if my ride sucks, I'm happy. To, I give them a five because I hate it that they get to rate me as well. So I just give them a five. But I might give them no tip if the, if the ride was shitty. And I'll put in the comment, hey, dude, you knew that you took two lefts when we could have made one right and uh, got me there sooner. So and I, uh, But I still gave you a good rating. So I, And I will say this. This is the other question I have for you guys that I genuinely like. 
um, want to know both your opinions because the pizza thing I get, I, I preload the fucking tip. I just do. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's not the lowest tip, but it's certainly not the highest tip. It's five bucks. And it's nothing to shake a stick at with a twenty some dollar order. Um, and but you're doing good. The other day, <laughs> thank you, thanks, Dad. Um, no, no, I'm just. Well, I was gonna say if Mary and I order two medium pizzas and a salad, and it's like sixty bucks here. Oh yeah, Jesus. <laughs> so so, but the other the other day I was at work and I got Detroit uh, Wing Company, and. It's seemingly close to my work, but there's a lot of like 30 mile an hour roads, like long stretch roads to get there. So it's a good, like probably 10 minute drive. And I ordered everything online. I didn't speak to fucking Sharon or Jim. I fucking ordered everything online and went to the store, fucking drove all over God's creation to get there, came in, picked it up, walked out. And I get this look like, with this giant you didn't tip like this tip jar like sitting there that, like that's fucked up like that what did, what up. did you uh okay like and there's like I'm, there's I'm, like seven fucking 25 year olds standing there there's no one else in the place and i'm the only one that walks in and they're like yep everything's in the bag and i'm like thank you and they're like you yeah, paid online yep. you paid online so we don't even have to do anything i'm like great thanks and i walk no, out they're, they're looking at me like this fucking asshole you but you know why they, so again this is why Here's the thing. They're giving you that look because corporate has convinced them, even though they've made their lives easier by having people put their own orders in online, you don't have to talk to anybody. They're like, oh, that sounds really cool. And, and you know, they brainwash these young kids into believing, and you know what? They're still, when they come in, they're going to give you a tip. That's why I'm only going to pay you $2.25 an hour, even though minimum wage is this. And so that's why they're giving you a look because corporate is fucking the kids and you're getting the whoa, look whoa, because whoa. they're like, <laughs> 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 fucking over the kids. Yeah. That both too. Both. Anyway, close your eyes, kids. Fucking the, they're they're fucking the kids and convincing them. And by the way, people are so generous these days; they're going to give you a tip, and 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 you'd have, you'd have talked to them all on the phone, and then you come in and you give them no tip. And they're like, "You greedy son of a bitch! My boss told me that you tip me tipping me because I took extra care to give you as much lettuce and tomato as you got in onions." And and that's <laughs> I'm I'm actually glad you brought that up because that that was going to be my entire point to this was. The place is now like like Subway. Mm-hmm. You go to Subway. You you drove. You drive yourself to Subway. Get in line. The person makes your sandwich like they've done it Subway for the past sixty years. Yep. But now at the end, when you cash out, oh, do you want to leave a tip? No, yeah. I just drove here when, when they, to your establishment, and I came in. You made your sandwich. That's your job. I'm not going to tip you for that. When they when they ask, that drives me insane. When they're like, "Did you want to leave a tip?" If someone asked me that, I unless they were amazing, like that pisses me off because Agreed. it's like I can ask you, hey, can you know what? And I've done it multiple times. Can pizza places that I call and order over the phone, I'll say, can I leave uh, a couple bucks for you? Can I leave a couple bucks for the tip? Can you add it on to my card right now? If I want a tip, I will ask you for that. Don't fucking put me in, in like I'm some asshole. You can actually turn it around though. You know what you, sh- you should ask because I've done it before. You should ask the person who who's looking at you the funny way. Hey, how do you get paid? Do you do you make like whatever the the city or county minimum wage or state minimum wage? Because if you do and it's seventeen bucks an hour, then fuck you. You're not getting a tip because you're right. You just made a sandwich. But if they make like three thirty five, because again, when they took the job, they were told that really you're 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 going to make way more than seventeen dollars an hour because I'm only going to pay you 
335 and then you can keep all your tips and you don't have to split them with anybody or we'll all split our tips and you'll be make even more well i, you, I, I you I, ask them how they get paid then that will give you a sense of whether you should feel shame or not because if somebody making whatever the minimum wage is these days especially when i drive by mcdonald's and i see starting at 15 dollars an hour you're i'm like yeah if you gave me the look like you wanted a tip you're making 15 dollars for to slap together a burger it takes three seconds because the McDonald Ruggers came up with the, 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 the assembly line process, then yeah, I'm not giving you a tip. But if you make $1 an hour because you were duped into believing that you were going to make some tips, then that actually does influence how I feel about them. But like I said, I, I'd ask the question I have, and I have asked the question as well. Well, I, I don't trust that people are going to give me the right answer, and I don't necessarily think asking a stranger how much they make is that appropriate. No, no, no not how much they make, how they get paid. What if they say a uh, direct deposit? So if if, you, if they want to if they want to answer like that, then you've already answered the question. Before. <laughs> yeah. well, I'll so give you a tip. Here's your So here's here's my thing um, with with something online to where literally, other than the cook who knows he's a cook who's not going outside of the fucking cook comfort zone, who's just fucking throwing together food, that's his job. Outside of the cook. I did everything. I'm picking it up. I'm the delivery guy. I fucking orchestrated it. I basically am the cashier because I'm typing everything in. That's creating something on their point of sale system. That's creating a receipt. There is no exchange of money at all. I'm walking in and grabbing a bag and leaving. So what am I tipping for? I'm not. You, so, hey, so again, and I'm going to, I, we should. This is going to be a great conversation over beers the next time I'm in town because <laughs> you're making the point I've made for forever. At the end of the day, that's because, especially in our country, and in, in, if you go to Europe or if you go to Australia, they and don't you try tip. and tip somebody at a restaurant. They don't because no, but that's because the waiters and waitresses actually make a real living wage salary with benefits, right? So that so that people don't have to tip them. But what's happening here is. Americans get, are getting a little bit dumb, dude. So we've been convinced you don't have to go to college if you want to. You should be able to work at McDonald's and support your wife and two kids and have a house and a moped. That's what people believe. And so what's happened, though, is the corporate corp, McDonald's is still making more margin than they ever have in the history of time. The challenge is they're not wanna, they don't want to give that money away. So if they can get Jimmy to take less than whatever the minimum wage is and say, hey, we're going to we're gonna actually make it up for you in tips because we've we've measured it and tips come in at double what you would make if I paid you the other thing. We get people who do very little. And like and again, the fact that you can order a pizza on your phone and whatever you want on, your, on the phone app, that replaced a human person who had a job. 25 years ago sure yeah so that job is no longer available and that and you're getting caught in the fact that people want tips because now they got to make enough money to have no education and still have enough to have their mopeds and their boats and snowmobiles and two kids and a wife and that and 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 to also piggyback or as a a good tail a good okay uh good friend of mine would say piggy tail off of that um i've never been much of uh a fucking pounding my chest and, and pointing my finger in the air at this camp of, of thought. Um, but it really does make sense and it's logical and it, or it's illogical. I should say is just at my local Kroger. They've now replaced two more fucking lanes of a human being with giant right. conveyor carts, you scans. And yep. every time I go there, it used to just be like a Walmart thing, which is why I never went to Walmart. But my local Kroger, there is a line 
going down the aisle. Two lines going down the aisle of at least 25 people every time I go, almost back to the dairy section, Yep, waiting yep. to fucking use the U-scans. To, to fucking, I, I, I don't work at fucking Kroger. You know, why am I begging and, and, and fucking doing all this? You know, I mean, the, the because, mindset because initially. Because the people who work in Kroger work in a union and they have benefits and they get paid a living wage. That's at the end of the day, I always chuckle at Mary when Mary worked in grocery stores with people who work there. And I'm like, there's a union. They got, they got guaranteed benefits. I'm like, but Amazon's already proven. You don't need anybody to work in those stores. The ghost stores don't have any people working there. Yeah. You just take your shit and it stands. But that's the problem, dude. These people got to make a living because they got families. And so, again, the the dumbing down of America and jobs being usurped by technology, but we all want to make more money. That's why you're getting the stink eye for not tipping. But we've we've seen. But corporations are still. And again, don't call me a socialist. I think I love capitalism. I love money. I want to make more of it. But I'm saying McDonald's, Kroger, Albertsons. They're still frick. Those dudes are getting richer, and everybody else is getting fucked. But we seem to love fucking cutting cutting tax breaks for them because they employ us. I'm telling I'm telling you this right now, and and mark my words, this is and it's nothing profound, but this is 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 a dying fucking job. The grocery store clerks and register people. This is going to be where we see in about twenty years. This yeah. is this is going to phase out. This is going to be gone. But what are those people going to do then? They're going to do something different because no, they're going to be look, homeless. And then look, you, and then we'll pitch about the homeless. fact that they, what are they going to do? What the, what skills the, are we the giving? The people them? that have done this for thirty years that are caught in it and they're sixty years old, then yeah, they they're going to have to really try and figure something else out. But we've seen this in history. We've seen this happen. Time and time again, there are jobs that end up antiquating themselves based on technology. And yes. um, uh, just just a couple, for instances, there were people um, back in the day, streetlights uh, had had candles, had, had oil lamps inside of the streetlights. And there was a job, and your job was to go around at dusk and use a long pole and light these lamps. That clearly we don't need that anymore. That yep. fa- that faded away. There yep. were other people um, called like tappers or or something like that. Also long pole. Apparently back in the day they loved long pole jobs. Um, that they would come around and they would have a list of people. Oh, Mister Dylan, uh, he needs to be up at seven o'clock in the morning. And they'd walk by with a long pole and tap on your window at seven in the morning to wake you up. Yep. Um, There's all kinds of uh, people that used to clean up horse manure on the streets, yep. you know? So all these jobs be, were the sign of the times that are no longer around and no one was ever like, Oh my God, well, there's no more horses. What is Jim's dad going to do that cleans up horse manure? Like, well, Jim's dad gonna ha- is going to have to figure something else out. But, but, like, but it, actually, so here's my, here's my question. You're hundred percent right. But the mm-hmm. beauty part was throughout history, there's been another job that was very, very labor unintense. Like when that happened, like you said, there's the guys who had to light the street lamps. Mm-hmm. Guess what? They, guess what? The next job they had was dragging wire to, to for electricity to get to those lamps. So again, I didn't have to get an education. I just changed from lifting a pole to dragging wire. So I didn't have to up level my skills. But now we're at this point where there's other countries who have labor that's even way cheaper than ours. That's why companies send companies to China because people here want to make a living wage and support their family. 
people well, there make 13 cents a day and they love it. That's what I'm saying. That uh, you're a hundred percent right. But here, what, what we want, what we need is ideas for what happens to the people who don't ha- aren't skilled labor. We need a place for them to work and contribute because the old way of doing things, there's again, I listened to all the, again, not, we're, I know we're not a political podcast, but we don't, we're not manufacturing th- anything anymore because the, the labor is too expensive. So what are those people going to do? We have to, we need people who are thinking, and unfortunately, I wish I had the idea of what they might do. And I wish that whoever I voted for had those ideas. Cause that's what we need. We need, we need to figure out what the evolution is from the jobs that, that require these tips and don't make a living wage. What's the evolution. We all need to get there together and figure out how it is. We empower people to, to enable themselves without feeling like we're all getting fucked at the drive through. I mean, the, the idea, the, <laughs> the idea, yeah, the idea should be that uh, we're a society that is attempting to create more jobs. Forward thinking. More Forward jobs. thinking. We, we want more jobs. And we're, elim- Correct. we're eliminating jobs at such a fast pace. Correct. Uh, the Be- people that are working have- in the fields, uh, we now have machines for. The people that right. are lighting the street lamps, we now have electricity. You know, and these, these jobs just keep disappearing. So I understand where you're coming from. Like, what is the next step? What are correct? And we need to be. We, and unfortunately, the evolutions were much easier. But we were technology is replacing jobs at a rate that we've never seen before, uh, and we haven't figured out kind of how to make that transition. Which is again, like I said, there's. I, I, it's a sad thing. There are people. There are homeless people in Seattle who have jobs. They're homeless because they can't afford to live in Seattle. <laughs> Right, uh, and again, because guess what? We're unwilling to pay them what it costs to live in Seattle. Shit, I don't live in Seattle because it's fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Corey, just take, no, I, take, is, take a is, breath, Corey. You've been talking too much, buddy. I know. Oh, I don't interrupt you guys with anything too profound. So. <laughs> I like my job. <laughs> I do. That's it's great. So, uh, what are we at right now, Corey? We're at gentlemen's agreement, sir. Oh my goodness, are we? All right. Oh wow. Okay. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know if we we're gonna have enough time in this episode, but apparently we do. So uh, once I can get this to work, let's uh, go on to a little gentleman's agreement. <laughs> well, I don't know where the fuck he's got it. Uh, Click the button. Oh, okay. Well, I don't see it. <laughs> it's the one on the left. Here we go. Oh. No, the other left. All right. Oh, you almost hard stopped that, buddy. Almost. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so does Bob. TT's TikToks. <laughs> So this week, uh, it sounds like you're out. I am. Yeah. I. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so last week, uh, my power went out, uh, and I waited to the last day on a Saturday to watch my agreement, which was uh, curb your enthusiasm. Um, I'm not enthusiastic about watching it, but hopefully, I'll like it. It's one of the co-creators of Seinfeld, and so I got a pass. Corey, what did you have to watch? I had Goliath from Todd. Yes. Okay. 
Uh oh, he didn't like it. So I've seen I, I've obviously seen like the preview pop up on Amazon uh Prime, or Amazon Prime Video when I've gone on there. I don't know why I've never really clicked on it to to even see what it was about. Um, but in getting assigned it, finally had to watch it. Did not know Billy Bob Thornton is the main character. Uh, okay, I, I, I'm protagonist. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a fan. He, he he's a a great actor. Um, and so that that right away I was like, all right, let's let's see how this goes. Uh, Todd, I started watching it today. I am on episode eight, I believe. Oh, that doesn't mean anything, buddy. Hold on. You got to listen to him. Oh, yeah, that's true. He does grudge watch. He, watched, he does yeah, grudge watch. He, he watched uh, 16 episodes of Lost. It was like a... But I think but I th- I think Goliath got better uh, as the episodes went on. Corey's, so let's, Corey's, uh, let's, let's hear it. Corey's uh, the scab really hurts. Let me pull at it more kind of guy. So. so I am... Son of a bitch. I am quite pissed because Bob had assigned me Rescue Me, which, uh-oh, we just lost Todd. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I, I don't. I gotta wait till he comes back on to give my review. <laughs> Not necessarily. Well, yeah, I want him to hear it. Bob gave me curb your enthusiasm. Had I watched it, should I have not given the review? That's right. That's right. right. I did watch it, and that's why I'm not giving my review. He's not here. <laughs> I'm back. All right. All right. So, um, right. so I, well, the reason why I'm pissed, Bob gave me rescue me, uh, several episodes ago, and it pulled me in to the point where I just finished watching it last night. Watch the entire season or all seven seasons concluded it last night. Uh, and that's all I've been doing as far as TV shows. Like once Danielle and I finish ours during whatever ones we have to watch, once she goes to bed, that's all I've been watching. Uh, so when starting Goliath today, I've got a lot of other stuff I wanted to catch up on and see, but I'm not going to be able to, because I'm going to have to fucking finish all four seasons of Goliath. now. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah nice. i do it, it it it's it sucks me in pretty quick at, at the very beginning with even just with billy bob thornton in it um, awesome awesome yeah it's so far it's a it's a great great storyline um i i really don't even want to say too much about it because I, I want people to actually watch it and i want to i want to conclude it myself so i'm nice. i'm the the plus side is it is only four seasons. It's not seven, uh, like Rescue Me and Rescue Me. I think there were some seasons that were like twenty five episodes. Uh, so thankfully, Goliath is like a normal TV show, four seasons, and it's only like seven episodes per per season. So should be able to knock this one out pretty quick, Todd. Awesome. Uh, well, and I will say the one thing I don't know if it's good or bad because I haven't made it through all the, the fourth season yet. It's uh, it's one of those I'm similar with you, but. Uh, so are you still in season one or season started season two? No, I'm still in, uh, maybe I, oh, I'd have to double it's, check. I, th- I think that you're still in season one. And I say that because the one thing I will say, because I haven't watched it all the way through, I'm hoping it doesn't jump the shark because there's a soft reset. There's some history that they pull forth, but that each season is a net new thing. Oh, Ooh. I don't know how that that's what, so that's so that. That's what I'm, so that, but again, so far you're hooked in and so far I haven't been disappointed where, with where I'm at. So I'm ahead okay. of you still, All right. but I haven't been disappointed, but I will tell you, I will give you that pre, pre now. All right. Oh, I'm, 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 thanks for the heads up on that. Cause yeah, that, that might've really caught me off guard and I might've shut down. 
So no, knowing that going into it now, maybe that'll that'll soften the blow a little bit. There, there you go. But it, you go. but it, it is still from what I've seen. Yes, we, uh, amazing show. So thank awesome. you, sir. No, absolutely, I love it. I'm glad you love it. You like it. And what do you have? I had Rescue Me. Oh, that's and, right, from uh, Bob. Yeah, from Bob. And I had not, I, I had not seen it. I knew, I knew the premise. I thought I knew the premise of it. And so my 30 second synopsis is: Rescue Me is uh, two, early 2000s era uh, primetime drama. Think like Jerry Burt, Burt Bruckheimer and like the Law and Order series, but and or or Chicago Fire, things like that. Uh, but the interesting twist is there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief in that uh, one of the main characters uh, is having conversations with uh, people aren't there because I think, and I didn't realize this in the name of the title, Rescue Me is really about a, a lot, at least from what I've garnered in the five episodes that I've watched uh, so far, and I'll continue to watch it because I like it. It's really delving into the 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 mental damage that firefighters, especially firefighters in New York, uh, are carrying around post 9-11 uh, and just the stress of being a firefighter in general, even if you're not, even if you weren't there, uh, just what that profession uh, can do to a person's mental psyche. And then the my, my critique is I, I, I like the show. It's I couldn't what I can't tell is kind of what year the show is is rooted in, even though I know the years and I'm looking at the vehicles to try and figure if it's further back, because truly, if it's set in the exact same day and age, uh, so like 2005, if that's truly the, the time that it's set in and not like 10 years earlier, we are pretty backwards because uh, there's a lot of homophobia, a lot of racism. There's a lot of. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's that, and accept, enough and what's the uh what uh misogyny i mean it's like bad bad i'm like it's it's like so over the top that i'm like this if this was really us wow well and and, and todd that, that's what i i told bob about it when i gave my review uh and, yeah because you weren't on that episode um i i i said you know People talk about The Office and how that wouldn't be able to be aired nowadays, you know, due to some jokes that were made and blah, blah, blah. I, that, I don't know how those people have never seen Rescue Me then because, like, this, this you couldn't, you, there's no way they'd be able to air that today. But I think, but I, quite honestly, I think that they should air it because we should see how freaking dopey we are. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a case study in barriers, head in its sand, dumbassery. Yeah, it's it's definitely not PC <laughs> PC by any means. But, but I get it. But I'm like, it's so on the nose. It, it's you're right. There, there wouldn't be a show where you'd be allowed to be so brazenly politically incorrect and and calling people names. And so you're right. But I think ultimately, I I'm looking at it and I'm going, I actually like the show, and I think we should see it because, like I said, if this show, if if the show was, if you told me the show was based in the six 1960s, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. That's what I, my impression of the '60s was. But literally, if it's if that's how firemen were talking to each other, even a little bit in 2005, holy shit! That's why we're fucked up today. <laughs> I, and and because that's be, not that long ago. To be honest with you, you know, I I, I was around my dad and, and and all that at the time. You know, in, in law enforcement and around a lot of, you know, firefighting crews. Um, I, in all honesty, it's it's probably not that far off, buddy. 
that's well then again that doesn't then where we are is where we are it's it's pretty scary i mean ultimately and like i said the things that and the things that we're concerned that that we're they're so concerned about i'm like in the grand scheme of things what does it really matter but that it's a thing that dominates and the fact that we're unwilling to get help when we know that we need it that's i think that's the thing that's resonating with me and again i want to do more to support uh our first responders and and people who, who who give service but it's like they gotta want to get the help because holy shit! I, I, I like I said, the, the there again. I don't want to. I'm not gonna have any spoilers, but there's a part where one of the main characters kind of describes one of his days of rescuing a, a person and their skin falling off as they fall on the floor, and I'm like, that should wreck a human being's psyche. Yeah. Oh, dude, and and. Again, and the fact that we don't, but but the fact that we, that we don't, we think it's being less than manly to get help to deal with that. Todd, I, I had that happen in front of me. I had that happen in front of me when I was working in law enforcement. I had a person whose skin was actively falling off in front of me, and it was someone that uh, initially was butt ass naked that I thought was a crazy person, and then I heard the backstory. Uh, it was a black male. And he had all these pink spots all over him, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. He was naked, and found out later that some car pulled up next to him, and they threw acid on him, and mm. ate through his clothes, and he ripped his clothes off, and he ran to the hospital. And when he saw me, who I greeted him at one of the trauma bays. Uh, he, it was like, uh, that adrenaline dump that took him there, uh, was, was like almost like in a two Brute moment. Uh, he was Mm -hmm. like, all right, well, this is as much as, this is as much as I can do. This is a uniform and this is safety and this is what I needed to get to. And he just passed out, passed out right on the floor right in front of me. And, uh, you know, we immediately got him help and they took him back in, into surgery, but. I can't even imagine. I mean, you're right. It does fuck with you, you know, but yeah. Seeing, and, seeing and, the, and the fact that, that you, that your peers would belittle you because you needed help to deal with that. That, I mean, like that's fucked literally up. it, 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 it was to say that and rescue me with again, no spoilers, but even the support of, of the, the spouse of one of the people who's clearly struggling with all the things that they've seen in their lives. And I'm like, man, I hope that I've never, ever, told a friend of mine who was contemplating suicide or doing something stupid uh, because they couldn't get past something that they need. They thought that they needed a man up to deal with dude, the things that first responders and again, people who serve serve, who are people of service, what they see, we should be encouraging them to get any help that they need. And there should never be stigmatized to head shrinkers and all this other stuff. Like I said, I can't figure out why our manly, the manly bravado of the, the wild West is really fucking us because again, people are dealing with shit that, that people didn't have to deal with back in the wild West because we didn't have, we didn't have well, fires that were so burned so hot that people were freaking getting their faces hold on, burned off. Hold on guys. All right. All right. Let's do this shot real quick. Cause it's just getting warmer. And I feel like there's a lot more to say. So, Todd's got to pour himself on. Yep, just reach down into the igloo. And I'm, get I get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> and I also have a surprise segment that's very quick that I want to do after this. No problem. We got all the time in the world. Yep. Got all the time in the world. Hey, shots poured, baby. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Salute. 
All right, I'm sorry, Todd. Go ahead. <sighs> Sweet Machu Picchu. No, I mean, ultimately, the, 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 at the end of the day, we know that, as, I know that you love it when I say that. Uh, <laughs> as we sit here in time, uh, things have gotten more, we, we've, we've, there are more and more brutal ways for us to die and if, and, and, or for things to happen to people because we go faster. Like, I mean, how, like the worst horse accident in the, in the history of the 1800s is nothing compared to what happens on highways every day here in the U.S. And so first responders who see the mayhem of what it's like to be in a vehicle that can go more than 100, sometimes more than 200 miles per hour. Well, I and, I will say this, Todd. I don't think that any of the mayhem or violence uh, necessarily um, or gore has changed. Um, I do believe that it's more we're, – we're heading in a direction where it should be more acceptable – to not have that toxic masculinity and to be able to seek help if you need to. Um, I certainly think that people being hanged in public, uh, scalped back in the day, um, gunfights, uh, I'm sure there was a lot of brutality that people saw way back then. Well, I just don't think it was something that, I mean, it was, that's just what happened. You know, now we're like, hey, look, this is, now we know about things like PTSD. And we've studied more things, and we understand that this can really fuck you over, and it's okay to get help. Well, and that's so. Again, going going back to like I said, being around this my my entire life with you know what my dad did. Um, I I think a lot of it too, like Todd, how you were referencing the show, and you know that guys were giving each other shit about you know certain things they've seen or you know how they're reacting to it. In a sense, I shouldn't even say in a sense. It, the actuality of that is. Those guys are experiencing the same thing, and their their thoughts are are the exact same, and their way of reacting to someone else saying that is to give them shit about it. Um, not not saying it's right by any means, but that that's how everything was, even like you said, ten years ago. And my my dad's been gone for fifteen now. Um, see, at uh, twenty years ago, that's that's exactly how those guys dealt with it because there wasn't the the help available or it wasn't that widely accepted to seek help. So like I said, all those guys had the same thoughts and same way of approaching everything. So when someone else brought it up, them feeling the exact same thing, it was just that they would just make fun of it to, to get past it themselves. I, th- I think, yeah. you're, I think, and unfortunately, unfortunately it killed a lot of us, a lot of them too soon. I think, and it can, and, and, oh. they, and sometimes they harm themselves. Dude. I mean, ultimately that stress, it can't be good. I mean, it, it it ended up. I mean, it it took my dad. That's you know. I th- I think you're you play the cards you're dealt, and it's the sign of the times. And we can't force. We can't be upset that we didn't know something that we didn't know at a certain specific time. You no, know, no. Now, I, now you're hundred. You're no. You're hundred percent right. That's why I said. That's why I said. I think that the should rescue me should be. Re, they should repull it out. They should put it on. They should not edit it at all, and not make any apologies for the language and things that might offend people. Because I think it's educational. Because Guess what? There are still people mimicking that toxic masculinity right this minute because they think it's the same thing to do. And if Corey's point is correct, then pull. Even if it was that that was happening exactly ten years ago, then it's still happening today in in large swath swaths and pockets. And fuck, it shouldn't be I'll, like we know better. I'll be I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be dead, I'll be dead <laughs> honest with you guys. It, so being raised with that, Todd, that, that's I mean that is exactly correct because being raised around that and, and that's all I knew and that's what I wanted to do. Um, I, I felt that was how you should approach everything. And that that's how you, you acted. And it hasn't been until, you know, 
more recent years that now that I've branched away from that and, and started forming my own opinions and thoughts on things rather than just letting your career do that or how, you know, people that you work with every day do that, it, my outlook's changed on a whole lot. I'll, I'll give you an example. There's, um, and, and I know we've deep dove way off topic here for gentlemen's <laughs> agreement. Oh, no, I, I, it's a good conversation. But, but I, I'll give you an example. There, there were a lot of, um, there's a lot of millennials and Gen Zs that are watching Friends now, things like Friends, things like Seinfeld that are because it's so readily accessible. Sure. Growing up, you know, we didn't have at the click of a button where I could watch Mash if I wanted to. Not that I would, but mm-hmm. but the nineties were a good show. The nineties were kind of a culture uh, in in Friends aspect where. You know, it's not like you look at it, and it is very antiquated when you look at it. The people don't have giant hair and crazy pants and stuff. It, for the most part, if you wore something like they wore on Friends today, you could still pretty much get away with it. It wasn't there was not a lot of stuff in the show that really antiquated it. That being those said, hairstyles. That that being said, um, there was a lot of stuff that I wouldn't even recognize because I grew up in it. But there's a lot of Gen Zers and and some millennials, like younger millennials, that really had a problem with how much friends joked about homosexuality, um, and they, they you know they wanted to me to it and push for things to get pulled and and all this other stuff off the air and edit these things out. And I'm like, we're in a society that loves to erase things that are uncomfortable for us. And me personally, I feel that uh, people that don't learn from the past are deemed to repeat it. And it's important to understand where we came from. It's okay to move forward from it. But I think it's important to see. Like, it would be like saying, oh, well, uh, this this movie was about slavery and it showed slaves and they got whipped and stuff. Uh, We should pull that. That's offensive. Well, it is, but this is what really happened, and it's also important to see, so we can right. say, like, "Hey, but, we're but not there the, but, anymore." You but, know, but I was going to say that that actually is conf- it's a and this again, this isn't an attack in any way because you know no, I love you, no, like, sure, of course, family. But I've heard you use the the word like woke as if that's a thing, but that's being woke. That woke is understanding that we we've evolved past those things, and I think we shouldn't ban it. We should see it. We should see it for what it's worth. Like I said, that's why I'm, I'm loving the show because I'm like. Oh my God, I feel, I feel more, I'm not as offended by uh, the guys when they went through all the, the spectrum of different uh, races. I'm not offended by that. I, I get that that was, that is language that is still used. Uh, so I get, I'm not offended by that, but I'm like, yeah, but you're, that's about like, to your point, being woke is about seeing where we came from and seeing and learning from that past. I think that is the thing. Now we don't, have to, again, we might cancel people because every now and again you see somebody who like, because again, especially TV shows, these are actors, these are artists yep. putting on right. a thing. It's not necessarily them. <laughs> they Elaine, didn't do this. like yeah. Julia, exactly. Julia Louise Dreyfus is not Elaine. George Jerry Seinfeld is not even. He's more Larry David than anybody else. Right. And he's a mashup of Larry David, George Costanza, and every other character in the show. It's mm-hmm. not a real person, but that, like I said, so I think and, and- that is. Nine times out of ten, Todd, he he would say, like, if you ever watched um, on the DVDs where they would have, um, like, they'd have episode one and episode one with a voiceover. And a voiceover would be, like, him and Larry David commenting 
on the show while you watched it, which could be distracting, but they're both yep. kind of funny. So it, it was right. interesting. And he would say, he'd say, okay, now, like, the, the, funniest, the funniest episodes, like the, the close talker, you know, he yep. would say, he's like, this never happened to me. He's like, Larry had a friend in college that told him that he had this roommate that always talked right up close to his face. So, yeah, Jerry is a mashup of, of uh, like, All 20, their 20 different and, people. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. And so that's, like I said, I, I do, I, I'm glad that you said that because I'm like, we should see it. We should confront it. If it makes and if it makes you feel bad, there's nothing wrong with that. You should, and, then re, yeah. and, and you should, th- and you should, and even if you didn't do like everybody's, oh well, my dad wasn't a slave owner, but yeah, but real don't so don't yeah. I don't want you to feel bad and say you're fan because you're great, 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 grant. It's not that, but understand and take a look back. What's what are, what have been the impacts of slavery? Just because slavery ended didn't mean that everybody all of a sudden had equal rights. It didn't mean that everybody all of a sudden was treated the same. It didn't mean that the fact that family units were torn apart and so they didn't have any knowledge of how actually family units were supposed to stick together and teach each other and build wealth and hang in there with each other. And again, if you look at our society, it's because slavery, these things weren't that long ago. And I think that's the microcosm. I think ultimately when I looked at Rescue Me, other than the things where you have to suspend disbelief when you see the dead people talking, it's like, that seems like it should have been like 30 or 40 years ago, not just 12 years, 12, 15 years ago. <laughs> well, and, and so, <clears throat> Todd, mm-hmm. to, to bring this all full circle, because um, obviously I had not seen Rescue Me before Bob assigned it to me, but I, I did see when it first came out and premiered, um, I saw a special with Dennis Leary that he, ex- he was explaining, you know, the reason for making the show. And when you first open up the your, your segment with, discussing rescue me you know you mentioned how it's with the title of the show being what you know kind of what they were looking for and and all that Dennis Leary actually said that that was the reason for making the show was to bring light and shed light to the firefighters and first responders in New York and to give a light into what they feel you know feel and see every day um because he he's he's always been a big uh, you know, supporter of the fight. Absolutely, I've known. Yeah. That. I've, I've known that. And like I said, it was. A, like I said, I think that it's an it's an important franchise because it made me laugh. Like I said, I'm not offended by that. I'm I'm more shocked about. about you know, like my takeaway was I'm like, wow, I'm shocked that there's that much homophobia. Like, what do you sweat? Why are you sweating? What other folks are doing? It's like, but like, oh, but oh yeah, I can see that. Why people? His, his, his again, there's there's so much goodness in it. They should revive that. People should see it again. It's something to learn from. And the artists portraying those parts do a really good job. And then, like I said, some of the parts were, like I said, when the wife was like, just be normal. That, like, um, I like it, like it broke my heart a little bit. Yeah, man. No, I'm right there with you. It was, it was such a great series. It was all, it wrapped up basically four weeks for me of of just watching that show. So I like it. I'm I'm, going to watch it all the way through. Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) I think this was the longest. 30 seconds 30 the, seconds synopsis. the longest conversation that was sparked by gentlemen's agreement in the history Ever. of the show yeah bob Word. is bob is really cursing us now editing this oh my god he is he is fucking editing like a madman at this point but to add to that you said you had a surprise segment buddy so I what, what do yes, we got no we, we have to have reassignments um I'm oh yeah gonna, i'm gonna say that the I'm algorithm i'm gonna say the algorithm says that todd has Corey and Corey as todd did it's you just, did you just mash that up in your computer over there i just yeah. mashed it up in my you phone cr- you crunched the numbers i downloaded an app and that's what it came up with 
Huh. I crazy. pressed it five times, and surprisingly, it same, said, same thing every it time. Said Corey has Todd, and Todd has Corey. Yeah. I, well, I guess I'll trust the app. Yeah. You got to trust the process, buddy. <laughs> Technology is a hell of a thing. It's replacing all our jobs, and it's doing yeah. us a lot of things. We don't even need Bob anymore. We, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need Bob. We can figure out what he's Nick already been just AI. did on the fly with his brilliant brain. Dude. Bob's sitting there typing that in his computer for five, five I, six times. I, I have Bob on my Mac thumb drive. There is. <laughs> There is so V2. much. There are a much better version. There are so many groans happening right now as he's out and he's like, yeah, "Oh, I know." Yeah, as a friend, as a friend, it's making me very happy. Actually, <laughs> yes. Bob, so Bob B two is much more interesting than Bob B one. Who's who's got the first first assignment? Oh, Corey's always hard. Yeah, I understand that, but it's that's because what, we excite that, him. Danielle, Danielle, Danielle knows. We excite him, but that's besides He's the point. difficult. <laughs> See, this is the other part that sucks. Now that I've been so wrapped up in Rescue Me and Goliath, I haven't even had time to All watch right. other shit. So take a moment. We can come back to this. I got it. Nope, I got right. it. Okay. Todd, you have God forbid on Hulu. Okay. All right, now it's up to Todd. Corey, have you seen Ray Donovan? No. There you go. It's uh, I think it's Showtime. Ray Donovan. All right. Yep. Showtime. Who is? Uh, I think we. It's yeah. Go season one. Start at the beginning. All right. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that is gentlemen's agreement. And just because it's such an amazing song, let's hear that again. <laughs> so pissed. All right, so the ne- the new segment, Corey, I sent you a link. I got it's, it. It's a YouTube link. It's 40 seconds long. Is that something you're able to show? It is. Give me one hot second here. No problem. So, Todd, I think one. I might, I okay. may have spoken to you about this before, but I wanted you to see this, like, succinct video of where it actually came from. Um, this is, uh, do you ever follow Guga Foods? Uh, yeah. Isn't Guga the, is Guga? I don't know that I follow Guga Foods, but I think I know who he is. I'm sure I know who he is. So uh, Nick uh, Giovanni, D. Giovanni, or whatever he is, he was like a second-place contestant or second-place winner of, like, MasterChef with Gordon Ramsay. Sous-vide everything, right? And Guga Foods has been on his show, and uh, he's just a – he's a really cool guy, um, and just he has a way of doing these videos. Yeah, he does sous-vide everything, Guga Foods – he does a lot of work with steak, dry aging. This is something he came up with called Butter of the Gods that I swear to you I've had a reminder in my phone with the link to make for the past two months, and I haven't gotten around to doing it yet, but he's going to show us what Butter of the Gods is, and I think you all will oh appreciate boy. this. So this new segment. What you're looking at, it's called the Butter. Sorry. This, no, you're okay. The new segment is This Bitch in Kitchen. So go ahead. So I didn't know you had a title for it. That's oh, why I started for the video. It. Oh, yeah. Oh, somebody needs to do music for that. This bitch in kitchen. We will. If we'll we only had art. someone that could do music. And we'll do artwork. I know. So, yeah, start it over, Corey. We still need t- artwork for TikToks. God damn it. <laughs> I made you one. 
the gods. And I must admit, it is one of the best things I've ever made. Here's how I did it. I first started with bone marrow. I put it in a brine solution so that I can remove all the blood. Then I stuck it in the oven in the broiler setting. Into the food processor, I threw in some butter, followed by the roasted bone marrow, a pinch of parsley, some shallots, garlic paste, anchovy paste, salt, and a good amount of cured egg yolks. Blend everything together because that's the butter of the gods. Put it on a clinch plastic, roll it up, and let it solidify in your refrigerator. Because once you have done so, you are left with this. That, my friends, is the butter of the gods. It is one of the best things I've ever created. And I highly oh recommend you trying it out on some steaks. It will be the best thing you've ever eaten. I guarantee you. Hell yeah. So Except he- for one thing that sucks. Anchovies? Why no, the, every home in the US the, actually have to having to do the bone marrow Reason bit. Is not like, I just want to buy the pre-done bone marrow. So, uh, so I watched the full video. That was just the very succinct like TikTok video. Um, by the way, Corey, and we're not going to breeze past this. You have a, a TikTok's fucking artwork, and you've never used it. I don't you have pre- one. Yes, you do. I do not. You do. Remember with the fucking... You short, pink, slow motherfucker. The pink fucking smoke and everything in your face in the middle of it that I sent you in the fucking group thing that said TT's TikToks. Oh, shit. Maybe I do. Yeah, you do. I fucking you do. busted can, my ass to make one one can day. Can you resend it? And you've never fucking used I, it. Because I didn't think I had one. You were like, oh, but that's you did. so fucking sweet. You I did. my phone. All right. I, I, so, did you guys mute me? And, no, no. It's, it's in the... It's Corey, it's in the... <laughs> The, the group chat of the three of us. I know, but it's good. It, I feel like that was a, a little while ago. I'll send it back to you. All right. Anyhow, so... You shouldn't get, send it to him. You should make him create his own artwork now. <laughs> the, Thanks, Todd. The longer version of it, it shows how he 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 gets these farm-raised eggs, and he, he separates the yolks, and he does a mixture of salt and sugar. He puts the yolks into the salt and sugar and then covers them with more of the mixture. And lets them in, sit in the fridge for five days. Yeah, after, so he cures them, yep. After five days, they come out, and they're kind of pliable, and he can yep. pick, pick them up, almost like um, almost like dried fruit. Yep. And then he puts them in the oven, a very, very low temperature to dry them out, to where eventually... Then he can shave them. The yolk, he can put it on a cheese shredder and just shred it just like fucking Parmesan cheese. And he puts that in there... He puts the roasted bone marrow. I mean, you know how rich he gets farm, uh, you know, free-range butter, like Kerrygold, I think. And imagine the shallots, a little bit of the anchovy, which is also if you make if you've ever made homemade Caesar dressing, there's anchovies in that. So if you're like me and you're like anchovies, that's the fuck, salty. Fuck that. Saying. That's disgusting. Oh, that's the that's the that's the, that's the beautiful <laughs> that's salty. That's the distinct flavor. I would yes. never and pick up an an, uh, yeah. I would never pick up an anchovy and eat it, but it's amazing in homemade. It's just yeah, salt. it's just salt. Actually, and, well, I was gonna say actually, if you there's a couple of pizza places that when the, the if the sauce complements it just right, uh, spicy and tangy bite anchovies on a pizza are fabulous. That used to be a thing back in the day when people made good sauce, but then when you went the canned bullshit. Anchovies became really salty fish dude, on a pizza. So a lot of times, Mike and I, <laughs> Mike and I would. Um, um, and one thing that of the many things he taught me was extracting as much flavor as you possibly can out of food and you would never throw away anything. And, uh, if you, if you, if you cooked a chicken or you, uh, were cutting meat off of a chicken and you're left with fat and bones, you would never throw that away. Hell no. You, Put that with some carrots and some onions and you got stock. You would, you would first take them and celery. Yeah. You would take the bones and the fat, 
and you would reduce the fat and take the bones, put them in the oven and roast them. And then you take all the drippings from everything that you have, mix it together. And you can either make a gravy out of it or you can make a stock with the bones, the roasted bones. You put them in with carrots and everything, whole onions, whole celery, mm-hmm. whole everything, mm-hmm. strain everything out. And you're getting as much flavor as possible so that those marrow bones that are being roasted and they turn into like a paste. You know how much beef flavor is mm-hmm. in that fucking in the inside of the beef bones that are roasted. So now imagine that in fucking free range butter, like homemade fucking Kerrygold butter with how, how rich an egg yolk is and then salt. And the, I mean, it just sounds amazing. He puts, extra, you know, I was just saying, that's why you need, you need, he needed regular salt plus the anchovy salt. You know, so it's like, so oh, it's so rich. It is yeah. so rich. And then the, some shallots, which are just not as powerful as like a normal onion, you know. It's sweet, and, though. And then the fact that he can now slice it because he's got it all rolled up in the cellophane and he puts it on top of a freshly made steak. He uses a lot of dry aging methods. Oh, my God, that sounds amazing. I just can Dude. look at it, and I'm like, I, I don't even have to taste. I know that's going to be great. That's going to be so I good. I wasn't hard before, but I am now. <laughs> oh, dude, it is so good. So, actually, so can I, and I know we said this is going to be a short segment, but can I tell you what I did yesterday? Yeah. Go ahead. I, hopefully it has so to do with food. If we go back to does. rescue me, I'm going to fucking end the show. So. Nope. Nope. So yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I, I hadn't. So one of Mary's favorite things is a thing called kale soup, and I haven't made it in probably two or three years. Okay. Uh, but. I don't even, it's, I don't know why it's called kale soup because it's like the, probably the least ingredient in a thing, but let me hear me out and tell me what, what do you think? Don't. So I started out with about Todd, two cups of, yep. I, I'm sorry. Can, I just want to, so I'm not like a soothsayer here. Can I just, and I apologize for cutting you off because I know you said there's a problem on this episode, but Norris. it's not like a Zupa Toscana, is it? No. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. All right. So I took. Two cups of homemade chicken stock that I made. So I had some, like you said, I took, cut all the yellow parts, had my own stock uh, made. Used two, two cups of that, and I dropped in a uh, pork hock that Mary was at the Asian grocery store, and they had the actual raw hock. So I had the opportunity to actually smoke my own ham hock Fuck yeah. uh, myself. So I smoked my ham hock and actually put that in my Instant Pot. And with the two cups of my homemade chicken stock, I, two hours, got that thing nice and tender, then removed all the bone uh, parts, uh, but left all the fat and all the meat on my hock. Dropped in a uh, pound and a half of uh, Great Northern white beans. Mm. Then I uh, cooked that, and then I added another probably nine cups of water. Uh, and then I used Better Than Boolean, uh, the sautéed onion uh, stock. Mm-hmm. And uh, got my broth going with that and the pork and the beans. I did the beans for about uh, 45 minutes. Then I added to that some fire-roasted sweet corn. Okay. Uh, I added a bag of kale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I added some uh, datini uh, noodles. The little, they look like, I, they look like little uh, shoestring eyelets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're like, three, three, think of a three-dimensional shoe, shoe, shoestring eyelet. Add some of that, some more water. And the kale, and then I let that go for another five minutes because it takes about five minutes to do the uh, the pot, get the pasta perfect al dente. Mm-hmm. And while that was going, I sautéed uh, some aduli sausage from uh, some local, and uh, some I think uh, Johnsonville does a a, a nice C C plus uh, aduli sausage. Nice C plus, uh, eh, yeah, it was cheap. 
So All I right. sliced some of that up, and then one of the local local uh, butchers here who does some decent ideally sausage. That was my two ideally sausages. So when my when my soup actually made it to done. Uh, I stirred in all that uh, delicious aduli sausage, so I had a rich, very, very dense white bean soup with kale, aduli sausage, fire-roasted sweet corn uh, in, this, in this stock that was just bursting with uh, the, the apple wood that I smoked my ham hock with. It was amazing. So Todd, you, Todd, say, Todd, say it with me, okay? And yeah. do we. And do we. And do we? There you go. <laughs> Not to be specific. Yeah, but I made my kale soup, so I was uh, so I'm feeling. I love good. it, and now I got to make that butter. So it's uh, it, it's fun- it's filling and it's fabulous. So it's funny that you say that because I made Zupa Toscana. I bought all the ingredients last week. I actually made it after the podcast. Big mistake. Uh, not that um, I was incompetent because I was not. Uh, I was very um, very cognizant of where my hands were this time when I was chopping onions, so I would not almost slice my thumb <laughs> off like when I was with Todd trying to make food. Yeah, um, exactly. And that peel off. Fantastic. So we got, we got, we have onions, garlic, salt, pepper, and butter, translucent, put that in, incorporate some finely chopped bacon, bring that to a, a very nice crispiness. Also going in chicken stock, um, then we put in some heavy cream. Um, we put in uh, a little bit of sherry and uh, some water. I hate using water. It, it the, the thing is, anytime you make a soup, if you can use chicken stock in place of water, it's just so much better. Better. If yeah, it's yeah. homemade, even better. You know, it's so easy to fucking make chicken stock. I don't care what you have. If you got thighs, fucking... Hopefully exactly. something with bones in it. Yep. Any kind of chicken you have, brown it up in the pan, fucking um, deglaze that pan, add a shit ton of water, add whole celery, fucking whole onions, whole carrots. Carrots. Throw it all in there. Do not season anything. Let it reduce for, fill it up to the top, and fucking skin on the onions, everything. Let it reduce for hours and hours and hours. Strain all that out, and it's so easy to make homemade chicken stock. Use that in place of water and any kind of soups, yes. and any kind of soups that you make. And um, any kind of any kind of anything. I actually I don't use I don't use regular water in my mashed potatoes anymore. I mean, it's just it's just adds such a pop, you know. And so this this had all those things in it. Uh, had a lot of chicken stock. Had had some water, but uh, a lot of heavy cream, heavy whipping cream, and then finished it off. Um, had a bunch of uh baby red skin potatoes nice and tender and finish it off with some kale at the end because the most tender it's the easiest to fucking do in a couple minutes always add your fucking greens at the end and it was so delicious fucking rich buttery bacon that sounds awesome bacon kale and uh i'm sorry it also had some hot italian sausage that was put in there as well and it was amazing and of course, it was piping hot. It was about three in the morning when it finished. Everybody took off, and I thought, "I'm going to let this sit on the stove so it cools, <laughs> cools down because it's going to sour if I put it in the fridge right now." Absolutely. And I went to bed and woke up at probably noon the next day. And uh, yeah, it, it was, was brilliant, wasn't it, it? No, it was cold. 
but it was still it was the, brilliant. It was on the stove still, and so I had to toss it. I had to, I had one bowl of it. One bowl. Oh, no. I had to toss the rest of it. It had fucking pork in it, and it was sitting Uh, at room temperature for probably 10 hours. That had to be tossed. But luckily, it's a very cheap soup. It's very cheap. your alarm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's a very cheap soup to make. I recommend it. Olive Garden has their own version, which is where it kind of came from, uh, that people widely are aware of it. But Zupa Toscana make it. It's fucking phenomenal. It sounds fab dab tabulous. <laughs> what was that? Fab dab tabulous. Fab dab tabulous. Fab dab tabulous. Well, boys, we're almost at the two hour mark. <laughs> Sweet. We got two shows. <laughs> I think this is one. <laughs> yeah. But guys, make sure, make sure. And I know we've been, we've been, uh, we wanted to attempt to at least build up. Uh, the episode on the 26th. We're going to be going live. If you made it with us this long, you are a trooper. Thank God for you for listening to the show. I don't oh even boy. listen to most podcasts to the end. So this is fantastic that you're still here. We're going to be live. We're going to have special guests. Facebook, YouTube. Facebook, YouTube. We're going to be streaming. Uh, we're and I'm going to start drinking like at least six hours before the show. Too. Good Todd, idea. At least Todd's six hours. Good idea. Wasted. Absolutely fucking wasted. Yeah, boy. He's agreed to an, uh, an ice cooler free show he's not gonna be grabbing anything out of an ice cooler mary's gonna it's be all gonna run, be warm mary's gonna run everything personally run everything from the freezer into his hands um we're not gonna have any distractions bob is not going to be sick that day we're keeping our fingers crossed we're gonna have surprises for you guys and we want to know what you think so please come and join us on the 26th of november i heard his doink fell off he sure did happens every time <laughs> But saying that, make sure you come and see us on the 26th. And for the Schnozcast, I am Nick, your host tonight, along with my amazing friends and colleagues, Todd, Corey, and Mr. Bob Rankin, who's not with us. Have a good night.